Welcome to the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast. And welcome to the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast, where our goal is not only to help you land your dream job, but to help you live your best life. Today, we're going to talk about how to make your job search successful in 2021. So today, I brought on Susan Levine, founder and CEO of Career Group Companies. Susan is an expert in creating meaningful professional connections and curating quality career matches based on the cultural fit between client and candidate. She founded Career Group Inc. in 1981 as the first high-end recruiting firm focused on executive and administrative support. For these reasons, executives across the country rely on Susan as one of their most trusted advisors. So Susan's going to be amazing. This is our final episode in our fourth episode of Recruiter Month, where you're going to hear directly from the people who know the most about the process. So I can't wait to dive deep into this topic. Susan's going to be amazing. So let's launch right into episode 198 of the Career Warrior Podcast. Hey, Susan, how are you doing today? Wonderful. Good morning. How are you? Great. Thank you for being on the show. I think listeners just want to hear a little bit about your background and what brought you to the space here. Tell us just a little bit about how you arrived here today in 2020 and almost 2021. So I started in 1981, career group companies. I had had an experience with a small recruiting firm for just under a year and being a people person and being a matchmaker and loving to make connections and sort of having what I would say a really great inner compass. It really led me to a career in placing the best talent with the leading firms throughout the country. So it's really been a wonderful experience and journey. That's an amazing and being a part of a top recruiting firm, I just think is so amazing. So like I said, we're grateful to have you on the show. I think listeners are going to get some really good key insights about how to get hired and really how to have a successful year. Um, I know a lot of people are being misplaced right now. A lot of people don't know where they're headed next. And I think people see a lot of hope in the year 2021. So it's my hope that with this episode, we'll get people excited and motivated and really ready to put their best foot forward. Let's do this. Well, I hope so too. I'm really optimistic that we will be able to instill hope and really help all your listeners and guide them so that they feel confident that 2021 is going to be the roaring 20s. So let's get going. (laughs) I love it. Tell me, we're about to hit January 2021 right now. Why is now a good time to get our act together and push our job search forward? There's a lot of reasons. Number one, at the beginning of every new year, there's a rush of jobs that are coming onto the market. And there's always a rush of candidates looking for those jobs. I always believe that even prior to December, we should be at our best, we should be prepared, and we should really be positioning ourselves to be at the top of the line so that when that time comes, whenever that time is, that each job seeker and candidate is really well prepared and so that they're ahead of the game, not the last person in line. Exactly. I've also seen that, you know, with with our resume business, there's always an uptick in interest for people to get their act going in January. And hopefully those listeners who, you know, it's December 28th right now when people are listening to this episode, hopefully people are like, okay, you know, Christmas just ended. It's time to really make sure that I'm good to go. 
And so I always tell people, you know, better now than later if it is a little bit too late. But I think we're motivating people like, let's get started now. There's no better time to get the ball rolling. I completely agree with you. Awesome. And, you know, one of the topics I'm sure we're going to talk about is what does that look like? What does that mean to be prepared? And how do we get ahead of the curve and the rush that's going to happen? So I'm going to, of course, allow you to be center stage and ask all the questions that you would like. Awesome. Well, let's do that with the, I call this the heart of the podcast, where we get into the meat of things. So let's talk about how job seekers can make 2021 their best year yet. I think that's super exciting. Let's start with figuring out where to apply. What, Susan, is your number one piece of advice when it comes to our folks listening today? How they can figure out how they're going to spend their effort applying? Where are they going to apply? Well, there's a lot of different ways. Number one, obviously, a lot of candidates go through recruiters and we sort of take the burden off those job seekers by doing most of the heavy lifting for them. And that can mean putting together the resume, coaching, but to properly answer your question, LinkedIn's a great site. The job boards are a great site for people to apply through. I always feel the agencies are number one, of course, not just because I have an agency, but we have the best jobs. So even the job boards in LinkedIn that may be advertising they have an opening, they're still going through us. I think people have the inside edge having a coach like me and the other recruiters that work here to really help them along and move their resume and presence along. Absolutely. And I'm thinking from the perspective of some job seekers who they know where their strengths are, they know what they're interested in doing, but they haven't yet clearly defined the actual positions or position titles that they're going to be going for in 2021. How would you suggest those people start thinking about the types of jobs that they should be striving for, and specifically those who have been dealing with troubles with the pandemic and having to shift industries? How do you figure that out? Well, most of the people that we come in contact with actually do know what they want to do, whether it's being an executive assistant, a PA, an office manager, HR, creative. We have a lot of different divisions. It could be more professional services where somebody's a higher level job seeker. Most of those people come to us and they already have a track record of doing that level of work. Then you have college grads who actually fit what you just described. And those are more of the candidates who really need the guidance and the help. And so what I like to do is I really like to get to know every candidate. I like to peel off the layers. I like to figure out what makes someone tick and have a very interactive exchange about someone's likes, their dislikes. I mean, someone may say, I don't know what I want to do, but most people know what they don't want to (laughs) do. And so let's start there. Exactly. We try to avoid, obviously, the type of roles that are going to encompass things that people are not going to be passionate about. Right. And we're all the most successful at what we do when we love what we're doing. It isn't work then. It's just fulfilling what you love to do. Right, exactly. I mean, some people will say they have to settle for a job. 
Like I've heard that time and time again, like I have to take this job because, you know, it's the only thing that's going to support me during this time or it's just what I've been doing, you know, for the last 10 years. And it's the only thing I think I'm good at. What would you say to those job seekers? I would say that as a sensible person, I think if somebody needs a job to put food on the table and pay their rent, they are correct in taking any job to be able to support themselves. But I would also say that when you do take that job, that isn't your dream job. It still offers you an opportunity behind the scenes to look for that dream job and that perfect job for you while you have a steady stream of income coming in. So you have to be able to support yourself. No, absolutely agree. And I've been in situations myself where, you know, I've told the story earlier on the podcast where I started this company, you know, less than five years ago, and it wasn't taking off the way I expected it to for the first two years. And it wasn't making enough money to fully support myself. And I had to drive for Uber essentially first thing in the morning from 5am to 8am for that morning rush. And then I would come home, work on the business, do whatever I could to grow it and to move towards something that I wanted to do. And then I had to finish off the evening commute, driving people. And I didn't want to do it, I particularly deal with people who were, you know, sometimes difficult and sometimes drunk people, things like that. That was a really tough thing for me to do, but it at least allowed me to support myself financially to where I can become, like get myself in the position to where I could eventually have my dream job, which is doing this full time. Well, before I start a career group, just to keep it real, yeah, I was one of those people out there floundering all throughout my early 20s, sort of having an itch and knowing that I really wanted to have a career and to be passionate about something to sink my teeth into. But it's intimidating and sort of daunting to have high expectations for yourself, but it not is. know what you're good at right. or how to even begin the search to find a career versus just a job. So there's so much to talk about, but you did the right thing to take that job because that job was essential for you to be able to survive and take care of yourself. And I always say there's no accidents in life. That job led you to being who you are today and being able to have this phenomenal podcast. I appreciate that. It it built character. I'm not going to lie. It really did. And knowing that if anything else, you know, like anything bad happened in the future, I would have a way like knowing that I always have a way to pick myself back up. So, you know, I'm hoping that listeners, we've spent the last five minutes talking about people who are in difficult situations, but I would hope those people do have the hope and know that they don't have to have that pressure to have that absolute perfect dream job in 2021 but it's at least something that they can move towards and something that they could really strive to eventually get, you know? Well, what I wanted to say, you know, it's your show. I want to let you take the lead, but you bring up a really important word, hope. And so is this a good time a little bit to maybe dive into how we've gotten through the pandemic and what it's been like? And how to use it as a springboard for the future? Yes, I want to hear it. There was a really good example that I was going to bring up just now. It's how you've placed hotel people who are in the hospitality or hotel industry as estate managers and private homes and things like that. I want to hear examples like that. I think that would be really helpful for listeners. So I'm going to say 2020 is about pivoting. Nobody had a warning that this pandemic was coming. You know, in the past, 
and being in business for 40 years, I've gone through so many recessions that every time a recession was bound, I was prepared for it. So you knew this is something completely different for every single person. Yeah. And when they say we're all in it together, it's really the truth because there's not a single person in the world that has really known how to navigate through a pandemic. Being a business owner and being in the recruiting industry was very tough because when they first announced this was happening, I think I was probably naive and thought we'd all be back to work in two weeks. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people thought that too. Mm-hmm. I know when I it did. became real and you had no idea what the future would look like from furloughs to being laid off to working remotely to obviously people not wanting to hire new people because clients, companies had no confidence in where this was going. Right. So the key word for me was pivoting. And I said to my team, we're not going to all stay at home in a bunker working in front of a computer. We're going to come to my house and work outdoors. And I did a lot of motivational speaking, like hopefully we're doing today. And what I really wanted to assure people is that this is not permanent. We have to learn to navigate through it. We have to figure out for those that were completely laid off, how to get back to work, what's available, and what does pivoting really mean? So for me, pivoting means staying in business, trying new avenues, yes, um, taking people, for example, who were in hospitality and they got hit very hard. You know, there was no hotel business. There was nobody coming and having and vacationing. And so probably 90% of the staff at various luxury properties were laid off and furloughed. And so you had a choice. Do I stay and take the furlough? Or Susan, can you help me find a job where I have real security somewhere else immediately? And what first came to mind is, one, I'm a survivor. So there's always light at the end of the tunnel. And job seekers can never lose hope that there is something out there for them. So I thought, how do we transfer? How do we take the skills of working in a hotel and fast forward, put these people to work? And so in my business, I have a lot of celebrities, a lot of family, high net worth households that for some reason, there was an influx of needing chefs, estate managers, property managers, operations directors. And so I was able to take people who didn't necessarily ever work in someone else's home, but place people from the hotel industry, which is hospitality, people in their own homes want people that have those customer service hospitality skills. The skill set, right. That same exact skill set. It's transferable. Yeah. And so we placed a lot of people into private families, and it felt really good to be able to put a lot of those people to work across the U.S., not just in L.A. I love that. And thank you for bringing that example up. I'm going to send this episode to every single person who I graduated with. I went to one of the most renowned 
hospitality school. So like 90% of the people who I work with are going through some sort of issue right now related to hospitality. But I think that example is so great because it shows the value that you have still can apply somewhere else and you can still be just as successful. And heck, you may even have found your new dream job that's even better than the last one. So I just probably to be honest, I just I think it's a great example, Susan. So good. So let's let's talk about how to pivot. and Let's talk about strategy right now. What do you think the number one mistake is that job seekers are making so they can avoid that going into their job search? Well, what's interesting is that I still am meeting with people who, believe it or not, are unemployed and turning down jobs. And they're turning down jobs because it's not their perfect dream job. Mm -hmm. I would say that you need to get to work. You might need to take a job that checks eight of the boxes instead of 10. All of them. Because there aren't the amount of jobs today that there were pre-pandemic. Now, I do believe that next year is going to be awesome. I can't say it's going to happen in January, but I know it's going to happen first quarter. I'm a leading indicator of what's going on in the market. I have clients calling me every day saying, how's your business? Sort of like inside information, because it starts percolating with me first. I have so many different clients in all industries. So we have been very fortunate, I have to say, through the pandemic. But I have really hustled and worked hard to even place people that I would never have placed ever before in 40 years. So you kind of take what you can get. Right. And you have to be humble. You said it earlier. So for job seekers today, get yourself a good job. Get yourself a job where you can just be thankful that you are one of the working individuals. And then next year, buckle up and get ready for a great wild ride because a lot of businesses are opening up all the essential businesses, which is healthcare, which is architecture, which is real estate, which is fashion, all creative services, of course, medical, farms, you know, Pharmavite, all the leading vitamin companies, almost everything to me is hopeful thinking, but is an essential business. And so we are very busy now and we are placing a ton of people. That's excellent. And I love the advice that if it checks most of the boxes and specifically the things that, you know, if they're non-negotiables for you, then of course, you know, avoid that job or avoid applying for that job. But there are plenty of jobs that suit you most of the time, even if it's not perfect. I think people should be applying for them. So let me bring up something really interesting too for job seekers to hear because it will give you confidence when you do go out and apply for a job. I am not seeing any cuts on salary. So the market before the pandemic was on fire with people's salaries. We produce a market trend newsletter twice a year and we send it to all of our clients, letting them know market insight for people's salaries and such. And we just got through working on our. Second one should have been called the pandemic, but salaries are the same. We don't have any clients asking people to take less money, which is interesting. It is. That's something we talked about. And I, when we had our first conversation, I was quite surprised to hear that, but it's a good thing. I really think it's good that people don't have to settle in that 
respect for the most part. You know, I'm sure it's happening out there, but it's interesting what, you know, the data says and all that. So, so Susan, it's about people being prepared. It's exactly about being prepared. So, I mean, with that being said, there was something that we did talk about, which is the concept of the resume. And I was really excited to get into that with you because, you know, I have this resume company. So I love hearing from the people that deal directly with the job seeker in that regard and getting these resumes in the hands of companies. I want to hear your insight here. How do I write a resume that gets me hired or just at least gets me interviews? So I love the topic resumes because to Mm -hmm. me, that's the introduction to a company as to whom you are. So that's the first contact that somebody sort of has with you. So what is someone going to be impressed with and how do you stand out, right? So you're a job seeker and you are on LinkedIn and you've posted your resume and there are thousands of resumes. So what about you is going to stand out? The first thing that I look for and my team looks for Number one is a well-written resume. The layout is everything. Clean. So design is important to you, like the actual visuals. Okay. Yep. I like to see a clean resume. I don't like to see a cluttered resume. I really feel that most people, unless they have years of experience, can limit it to one page. Okay. So no three-page resumes, no three, four, five-page, even if it has all my experience and it looks beautiful. You can consolidate your experience and tell your story on one great page. It's not a book. It's an introduction as to who you are and how do you catch someone's attention? Yeah. No typos, all the right tenses. I can't tell you the amount of changes we make where people left their job, even due to the pandemic now, and it still isn't present tense. If you're not working, it's not present tense. Mm -hmm. It's what you did do. It's not what you're doing now. And so make sure that each role has consistency with the tenses. Right. The dates. People leave off. Here's a trick. People leave off months. They only put on years. I want to know the months because if you put 2019, it may have started in December. And you might have been laid off two months later but it looks like you actually worked a year or two. Mm. So it's really important to put the months and the years. So I got to ask, and I agree with everything you've said. I think think it's essential that people hear it from you, not just me. I'm just the resume guy here, but you're the actual source. One question I get often from people is sometimes people are worried about gaps in their resume. They feel like it looks really bad or they fear that someone's going to look at it and just immediately throw it in the trash. What would you say to that if I do have a gap within my resume, specifically within the last few months? So it's, it's a recent gap. Okay. So I see that all the time. And I will say to somebody, what did you do between 2016 and the middle of 2017? And let's say they said, I decided to travel around the world because I've heard everything. I believe in putting the truth on a resume. Because today, everybody's going to find out about you, your background. They're going to check it out and they're going to know, they're not going to know you took a trip around the world, 
but you can't leave that off. You have to be very proud about everything that you've accomplished in your life. And it's okay to take six months off. It's okay yeah. to say, people I need to hear that. I was figuring it out and I tempt for six months. So then list contract work. You can list some of the companies that you worked for. Sometimes somebody had a personal issue and they had a family member that was ill and they weren't working at all. I think it's okay to put in there the dates and say personal time off. In the um, actual resume. Absolutely, because people are going to ask you. And so when you put that forward, it shows that you're honest and that you're willing to talk about it. If you don't put anything, you're leaving it up to a client's imagination, right? I've said I mean, that to you before. Yep. <laughs> what were you doing during that time? You don't want it to be a, this, this crazy mystery. I don't know. Were you eating Doritos while watching your favorite Netflix? Not judging people. I eat Doritos while watching my favorite Netflix show. But was, yeah. is that all you were doing? You know, you got to show some purpose. One thing I want to say, do not put your reasons for leaving on your resume. Mm, I've seen that too. Leave that I've up seen to that too. us and leave that up for the interview because yeah. it's a dialogue. and. Sometimes it's a very compelling reason. And if you just write it, somebody may say, gosh, they've jumped around a lot. They really don't have a stable background, but you had a good reason. So I like to hear those reasons. That's okay. where I said I like to peel back the layers. Okay, good, good. I am more than convinced that as a job seeker, as a hypothetical scenario, I would want to build a relationship with you, your company, the recruiting firm. How can I best take advantage of that? What are, what are some things that I should be doing to build a good relationship with recruiters? Oh, I'm going to say, number one, honesty. Um, it's really important that we're able to trust the job seekers and know that because we're going to bat for you. So I want to know everything about you, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Nobody's judging, but I want to know who you are so I can do the best job for you in representing you. I think a good recruiter should be able to sell any candidate to their client because we have such good relationships. So being open, vulnerable, honest, communicative, sharing anything you want me to know that you feel makes you a strong candidate or maybe making you a weaker candidate, but we can overcome that together. Absolutely. I'm thinking about, you know, like the idea of a partnership and having having somebody who is connected with me, they know details, they know the weak, quote unquote, weaknesses that I need to overcome to land that next job. And they also know the strengths that make me the perfect candidate to get me to that next job. So I just I just get it so excited when I think about people building relationships and not just doing these quick and dirty transactional strategies and tactics to get them their dream job because i really do believe it's like the networking aspect it's like the people relationships driven aspect that get people where they need to be so thank you for bringing that to light that makes a lot of sense to me and and i want to just say i always say i'm a people's architect and mm -hmm. what i mean by that for every person out there listening you are the people that are building these companies cultures. 
if you can really understand that when you go back to work in an office, it's the people that create that culture and flavor. It's not the furniture. It's not how beautiful the office is. It's all of the people who are unique and work together that make it such a great company. That's really what it's all about. So Susan, you've been a magnificent guest. Can't thank you enough for being on the Career Warrior podcast. I like to ask all of our guests this because I just, I've gotten some of the most interesting answers, but if you could tattoo one encouraging message for job seekers applying for their next job, what would that message be? Have confidence, feel good about yourself, do your homework and due diligence. And before you apply for a job, have a resume intact. I do want to quickly just say we encourage job seekers to use work grades, which gets their references done from your former bosses that you can send out along with your resume. And people will take a look at people. It's like a report card. So people will take a look at those work grades and see you before they will meet, I believe, with anybody else. Stay strong. Stay focused. Know that you are going to land somewhere really special and be at your best. I love that. You have encouraged me to be at my best. And looking at the past show notes, I think that was one of the themes I really wanted to draw out in this episode was is really give your best and really put your best foot forward because there's a lot of hope and there's a lot of potential for what next year can be. So I think we did a good job at accomplishing that. And specifically, you did a good job at sending that message out. So thank well, you for you're that. you're great. <laughs> Thanks. I try. I try, you know, but you're it's, great. It's, it's our guests that make it. And I just, I thought this was so great. So. Well, thank you very, very much. And everybody, please be encouraged because it's going to be an awesome 2021. It is. And how can people get in touch with you and find out more about you and your company and what you're up to next? So career group companies, corporate is LA. That's me. You can go online and you can ask for Susan Levine. I'm a very accessible person. I love what I do and I love to help people. We're here for you, you know, and we're all over the country, by the way. So for all the listeners that are not local, we are in San Francisco and Silicon and here in Orange County and New York and Greenwich, Connecticut. And we do place all over the country. I mean, so no matter who's listening and where you live, there's a very good chance that one of our top recruiters will be able to help you land that job. And by the way, feel free to ask any questions that you want. I always say there's no silly questions. We're your coaches, and it's just like a coach playing sports. Um, we're here to make you your best. Awesome. It's about that trusting relationship, right? So building up that authenticity and that that goodness there. I just love to hear it. And honesty. And I keep going back to that because there are a lot of people that feel they have to elaborate that they have a degree and they don't. You don't need to do that. Don't do that. Be the best version of yourself and make it real. I love it. Great message to end on. Susan Levine, thank you so much for being a career warrior. Thank you. Perfect. And this wraps up episode 198 of the Career Warrior Podcast. I will make sure to drop the website, 
all those links in the description of this podcast, whether or not you're listening on Apple, Spotify, or any of the other platforms that we are on today. So make sure to check out Susan, her company, and review this podcast episode if you feel like you need a little bit more clarity and a little bit more encouragement for what is to come next year. I don't care whether it's December, January, February, all of this advice can be applied to wherever you're at right now in your career. Can't thank Susan enough for the insights on this. For me, I think a big key takeaway was just being your authentic self and not having to hide anything, especially when it comes to your job search. Doesn't matter whether or not you have been furloughed, laid off, or you're just looking to progress within your career. You are in whatever situation you're in today. And it's best just to build these authentic relationships and just to put your best foot forward because there is something really good coming up for you next. And I believe in all of you career warriors. So again, this wraps up episode 198. This was the last episode of Recruiter Month, our fourth and last one. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to check out the other three we have going on or we had back in December as they all have their own themes and they can all tie into each other. This wraps it up for today. I'm excited to see you in 2021.